Welcome to the Dog Nerd Show, where we geek out over our best friends. I'm Megan. And I'm Michael, and this is a show about all things dog. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today, we are talking about rare and exotic puppies and dogs. Oh, wow. I know it sounds sexy. Yeah. But it's really not. No, there's there's some issues when we start getting into um, marketing terms for (laughs) dogs like rare and exotic. So, you know, we live in a Instagram world, right? I mean, everything has to look cool and beautiful and unique and rare. And unfortunately, when that translates into the dog world, you get um, some less desirable breeders that want to, you know, make some money. And uh, we've actually seen in pet stores where they will, I mean, I think, I'm trying to remember the exact amount, but at a pet store here locally, there was a, a, a dog that was listed in like the tens of thousands of dollars because it was <laughs> a rare color. Yeah, and it seems like it got accentuated a little bit with the pandemic, um, which was another issue because we buy everything now online too. Yeah, yeah. So let's first jump into what might be advertised as rare and exotic, and we've already touched on the color. So, you know, the color of the dog really shouldn't matter. You know, what you really want to look for is... Um, the temperament and the health. And where the color does matter is when um, it's a color that is not part of the breed standard. So you can check out any dog breed um, online. AKC um, recognizes lots of different breeds. Um, If you can't find the particular breed you're looking for on the AKC, then go to the the national club site and you can see what the standards are. So for instance, I've got here pulled up on the AKC website, the French bulldog, because Frenchies are very popular and it tells all of the standard colors. Some colors that you will hear advertised as rare and exotic are Merle, double Merle, blue, lilac, you know, lavender, different types of, you know, colors like that. And those should be kind of alarm bells for you because yep. those are, um, you know, like Merle is okay in some breeds, but not okay in others. Now, a double Merle, often called, a, well, Merle, Merle, Merle will also be called Dapple yep. or Double Dapple. Um, a double Merle is real dangerous because a lot of those dogs can end up having um, vision and hearing problems and then other health issues. So um, in, on occasion, a double, double Merle can be produced by a reputable breeder if there's some underlying trait that they didn't know about. But two Merles bred together is a no-no because of the health issues that can then, that can occur. So those are some things to look out for. Again, Merle is okay in certain breeds, but right. just check. So, for instance, um, like I saw a French bulldog that was advertised that was is Merle. Um, you can see it. And when you look at the colors that the AKC recognizes, it's not on there. So you've got brindle, brindle and white. And, again, we've talked about brindle before. It's kind of that stripy camouflage. Right. Um, cream, fawn, fawn and white, fawn, brindle, white, white and brindle, and white and fawn. 
So nowhere in there do we see that a Frenchie um, standard shows for Merle, blue, lilac, lavender, black. Those colors are not AKC approved. And what does that mean? That means that the standard, if you want to show your dog, has to fall into one of those categories. Um, that means breeding outside of, like if you're going to breed out, in order to get that coloring in right. this particular dog, you're going to have to breed outside to another dog and then try to keep that coloring. So it, it gets really technical and, and you know, a lot of um, science yeah. <laughs> and stuff with breeding. But um, it's not to say that you're, like, if you have a blue or a black Frenchie, it's not to say that your dog is not unhealthy. Um, but if you are looking, because your dog could have gotten very lucky and, and could have no problems whatsoever. Right, right, yeah. Um, however, a lot of what we see and hear about is that those dogs end up having skin issues or other health issues. And where I'm kind of going with all of this is that any reputable breeder is going to stay within the standard. They're not going to go outside of the standard to get something different and unique. And, you know, then we'll take it to another level, the breeders that want to get different and unique, and then we'll jack up the prices of that dog. So it gets real political and real um, contentious. But if you are looking for a dog, we highly recommend that you do your research, check out the breed standard, find a reputable breeder, um, someone that is going to test their dogs for health and temperament and only breed appropriately. So um, that's my spiel on color. Yeah, you know, it's amazing how you'll see these ads. And um, one of the other things you'll see that's become really popular. I know it was really popular a few years back, and it probably still is, um, is, you know, size, you know, teacup Yorkies. Um, now, we're not trying to offend anyone. If you're watching our show and you love our show, and, and by the way, if you like what we're doing here, uh, please subscribe. Uh, also, you know, there's a little bell down there you can hit, and uh, we, we really do appreciate it, and leave us comments and everything else. But going back to, you know, we, we don't want to offend anybody, but when you're breeding a dog for a size, now you're really talking about possibly some major issues yeah, with, with health. And, uh, you know, Yorkies is an example with the teacups. You know, everybody wanted a little pocket portable dog. pocket or purse dog. Yeah, The other one... Uh, I am, Megan went to the University of Georgia. I'm a huge fan of the University of Georgia Bulldogs. Go dogs! I think, exactly, go dogs. I think that Ugga is one of the most iconic mascots in uh, sports. Um, however, if you go back and you look at Ugga 1, or if you go back and you look at the Yale Bulldogs mm -hmm. from the early 20s and those pictures you can find them they don't look the same you mean 1920s uh yeah 1920s <laughs> not not the 2020s yeah but if, if you go back and you look they don't look the same it, no. the the dog looks drastically different and actually ugga one is closer to a real english bulldog than 
whatever UGA we're on now. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they. I mean, y'all look it up. Look up UGA mascots um, over the years, and there's an incredible graphic that shows all of them. And it, like you said, the Yale Bulldog mascot. You know that little graphic from you know the early days. It it's they have a longer neck, they have smaller heads, they have much smaller bodies, less stocky. Right. Um, but yeah, we were reading about them being sized down as well. Bulldog English bulldogs, shrinkables is what they called it. Yeah, shrinkables, shrinkables. So so here's a here's a here's a breed that already has a ton of issues. A ton of issues. Life. I mean, uh, just just birth alone for these is is ninety nine point nine percent C section. Yeah, the, the they you have to clean them. Uh, they have uh, all those little bronchial. folds. You have to you have to clean all the little folds, right. and they yeah. have bronchial issues because you know if you look once again, you go back to those photos from from the early days. Their their nose has been smushed in. This trend for Instagrammable dogs, the smushier face is more attractive to people, and so. A lot of these breeders are breeding for a more smushed in face. And any of y'all who who have a brachiophallic, I'm brachiophallic, however you pronounce it, the smushed face dog. If you have one of those, you guys already know how difficult it is because you have to be very vigilant in the heat. Um, you've got to make sure you keep everything clean. Um, but to think that people want to even smush them down even more for a look on social media is flabbergasting. It is. You know, I think, I think the thing too, you have to understand is, is when you bring a pet into your family, whether it's a dog or a cat or, or whatever, it, it is, it has a standard. It, it, it was, I don't even want to say bred to be a certain way it it's well, a they, standard it was i mean they but, were bred for a purpose yeah dogs were so yorkies were bred to go into factories and and hunt mice and rats and then eventually became lap dogs and you know our dogs border terriers are born to go into foxholes and run the quarry out and then you have labs who were bred to go you know into the water or, or track down you know game they all have a purpose and then when you start deviating from it when you start moving away from it you're you're introducing possible uh bad side effects to yeah that. and and the, i think the most important thing that we really want to illustrate with this is if you aren't going to rescue then you really 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 need to research the breeder that you choose because any breed can have a crummy breeder, Correct. even if they're producing, like you said, labs and, you know, they're not doing anything different with the colors, right? You still need to make sure that the person that you are getting that dog from is going to do health testing, is going to take that dog back for any reason during the life of the dog. They, they are going to want to stay in contact with you and help you through the process. So we just want you to be aware, you know, like Michael said, Yorkies were, were meant to get vermin in factories, right? So they started breeding them down from that when Victorian women wanted them as lap dogs and they became fashionable. Well, then fast forward to, you know, the last 
decade or so, even more longer than that, then everyone wanted these teacup Yorkies. And in our research, before we got a Border Terrier, before we got Finley, we were looking at Yorkies because I grew up with them. And I found that if you saw someone that advertised teacup, you should not go to that breeder because they were breeding them down in size. We have a friend who got a very tiny Yorkie and that poor dog has had so many breathing problems, um, yeah. collapsed trachea, all sorts of issues. Cause they're, I mean, they're super duper tiny and that, you know, you, you're, you're just, when you start, when you start messing with things like that, you, you really are, are, are opening yourself up to problems. So I would say, you know, go find a good rescue dog. The shelters are really full right now. Um, you know, talk to the people at the shelter, or if there's a rescue group that does, um, um, uh, fostering, you can talk to the foster family and yeah. find out all about the dog. Um, if you don't want to do that and you want a puppy or you want a specific breed, check out the breed rescue. Yep. And then if you want a puppy, you're going to have to do your research. I'm going to tell you guys, there is no going online and ordering a dog like you're ordering a book from Amazon. No. You do not get your dogs online. They, they are living creatures. You do not order them like you do a pair of shoes or a book or a dress. Or I would go. I would go so far to say that if if the breeder that you're getting your puppy from doesn't require, not ask you, but require you to come to their facility to see this dog and to see the parents i if they don't require that that's probably not a good breeder yeah if they're gonna ship the dog to you Mm -mm. don't nope i will tell you this you guys you can have a great website for nothing these days yep and in fact a lot of the reputable breeders i know have crummy like 90s looking websites Yep. They're not slick. They're not fancy because those people aren't there to market. They're, they're there to be, you know, to, to tell you about their dogs, but they're not, they're, they're, their focus is not marketing. Right. So beware of these slick websites that will ship a puppy for you. You should be heavily vetted by the breeder and you should heavily vet them as well. Yep. Um, get referrals, you know, gosh, go on, on Facebook and, and go into groups for the particular breed and ask people, they will give you their advice, but do your homework. If you want a puppy and you want a specific breed, do not think that you are going to be able to get it right now when you want it. Cause I'll tell you what dogs can only produce so many babies and there is high demand for puppies since people have been indoors and you know, the world we live in. So you're probably going to have to wait. And if you don't want to wait and you just want to get something online, you're taking your chances. You're probably supporting a backyard breeder or a puppy mill. Um, and it goes without saying, do not go to a pet store. Mm-mm. Those dogs come from large scale breeding facilities. You have no idea where the dog came from, what conditions it lived in, what its health is like. Um, so that, that's our soapbox issue. Um, uh, can I throw one more thing in there? Yeah. I, I'm afraid, I'm worried and afraid that because of the accelerated purchase of dogs during this pandemic, 
I'm afraid that we've created an issue where they're going to, the, the, a lot of these dogs are going to end up either in a shelter or worse in a pound. Mm-hmm. So folks. And I think they already are yeah. because we are now over a year past the first, you know, lockdown. And I know from networking with the rescue groups that I work with that they're, they're, everyone's full. I mean, everyone is full. So I think what has happened is people got this whole, oh, my dog, my kids want a dog or, you know, I want a dog and they didn't think it through. And, you know, or, you know, like you said, maybe, you know, maybe the animal was purchased from a puppy mill and, and it's not healthy. And then the person can't afford it. Right. We will tell you this, you know, you can always, you, you know, look, you're not going to know what you get when you rescue a dog or when you buy from a breeder. Any, any dog can have issues, health right. issues, right? Chances are you will have better luck if you, again, if you want a, a puppy and you don't want to rescue, um, and you can rescue puppies. I know there's people probably yelling at the, <laughs> yelling at yes. us. You can, you can rescue puppies. Um, but if you're going to a breeder and you want to get a specific breed and you get a puppy, even the best breeder can have a dog that has some issues, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all, you know, it's, it's, it's all a gamble, but the chances of you having that happen from a reputable breeder versus a pet store or a backyard breeder, large commercial breeding operation, there, there's, there, the chances are greater that through one of those organizations, you will get a dog that has some sort of issues. We've just seen it too much, whether they have behavioral problems the evi- or the evidence is there. Yeah. The, the evidence there, there's no getting around that. The evidence is there. Uh, there's, you know, you take, uh, England, for instance, they, they, they don't allow you to sell puppies in pet stores. Um, you know, our County that we live in, it's illegal to sell puppies in pets or uh, any pets in pet stores. I think it's, is it our whole County? It's now? our whole County. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It, it, started it started out with, with our County seat, but now it's the whole County. And, and you're and starting to see that trend. That, yeah. yeah. But it really boils down to this. The, all the shelters are really, really full. And I think that should, if, if that, if you're, if you're not really looking for a puppy, even though you can get a puppy there, I think that's where you should go first is, is to the shelters and to, uh, your local, you know, your local pound actually. I mean, there's, there's a ton of options for people out there that you don't have to go online and purchase a, a dog. No. And remember, it's not a, it's not, a, you're not ordering a pizza. You know, this is, this right. is a, this is a it's lifelong a decision. Member. Look, yeah. Finley is 17 and a half and Riley is 14 and a half. This is the long haul for you. You are going to have responsibility for this creature forever. So just be aware, uh, fancy colors people marketing things as rare and exotic mm-hmm. you know that just stay away from that anything teacup or shrinkable or anything to do with size be aware you know you yeah. want somebody that's going to stick to standards that's going to health temp- health test and temperament test and and give you the healthiest puppy possible so just be aware of that and um you know, we'd love to hear from you guys. So please drop us a line, dognerdshow at gmail.com. I love reading your comments. So let us know if you have anything else to add to this. And with that, yeah. oh, hey, if you're listening to this live, my 
third book, and this is a proof copy, but my third book comes out this week, Riley Carson and the Secret Tunnels. So um, look for that on Amazon on Thursday, August 26th. And it'll be uh, available in paperback and ebook. And it would be so wonderful if you would check it out. Um, in fact, uh, the ebook is going to be cheap and discounted at the very beginning. So, well, until next time, folks, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Bye bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.